Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat. We are the podcasting duo from teamdogs.co.uk who take a sideways look at how to thrive with the puppies in our lives. I'm Hannah Jones. And I'm Karen Price. Every week, me and Han give you updates about our new lives as puppy parents. I tell you all about my gorgeous Springer Spaniel Suggs. And I share tall tales about my tiny little terror, Cockapoo Brin. Or, as I like to christen him, Jaws. We also receive top tips from our marvellous guests, from the Queen of the Ballroom to the Queen of the Cobbles, from the most popular vets to our favourite farmers. And that's where we'll be visiting this week. We have a lovely chat with Rob and Dave Nicholson from the famous Cannon Hall Farm in Yorkshire, who can now add best-selling authors to their name. So sit down or plug us in for your walkies for more dog hair covered tales from the world of new puppy parenting in fetch chase eat sleep repeat like poo bags you should never leave home without us so Han, what the other day, I found myself spending a small fortune down at Pets at Home. I mean, the amount of money now I spend in that shop these days is just unbelievable. I never even thought I'd go in that shop. And I always <laughs> end up buying the most ridiculous looking item that I think, oh, he needs a new toy, does Suggs, even though he's got a massive box full of toys. And to be honest, he usually discards them for sticks and all that kind of thing. And, you know, bits of bloody rubble from the... Oh, Karen, you're you're allowed to swear you're a puppy parent. It comes with a territory. All right? So don't worry, Kat. You let your swear words out. I didn't know if we were allowed on the podcast. Anyway, the, the latest toy he's got is this, like, thing. I can't even describe it. It's got all these bits of string hanging off it, and he just puts it in his mouth and loves just sitting there shaking it around like some, like, mad dog, basically. What about Bryn? What does he love? And what have you been spending your money on? He likes charcoal, pigeon carcass, and garden stones. So frankly, Kai, he's a cheap date. I, I do buy him these um these these have you have you heard of these Kongs? They're these supposedly these indestructible things that you can buy that they can chew forever. And, and I buy them for him because I think, oh, that's great, I'll buy that. And he's like, no thanks, I'd rather a pigeon carcass. Yeah, that's a bit like ours. So I bought him one of those and I put like the dog bits of food in. It was all coming out and all going all over the kitchen tiles and making a right oh mess. And he was then chewing on the, the, the rubber and destroying that. So it wasn't it wasn't wasn't, um, you know, the best buy, to be honest. I mean, I know they're very good, but, you know, 
he's he's not great with toys. Well, I've tried putting peanut butter into them, but I get it more on me really than I do in 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 the Kong. He's got this thing that's called a double sided kind of bone thing, and you're supposed to shove it through a treat and shove it in their in their cot in the night. I say cot, it's a cage, but I like saying cot. I don't know why, like he's some kind of baby or something. And I shove him in there, and he's like, no thanks, can't be asked for that. He'd rather chew my fingers. At the moment, I think he gets his brains from my husband because at the minute he's working out that if you can actually go on his back paws, right. So he's standing on two legs. It must be a thing with cockapoos or something, like he's some kind of circus freak. And he can work out, if he gets his nose underneath Daryl's uh, slipper, he can, like, inch it off and then run away with it because he thinks slippers are just the best thing in the pos- in the world. I don't know what it is about feet. He's obsessed. Well, you say that, Suggs is absolutely obsessed with socks. So, like, if Chris is sitting there on the sofa in the evening and he's got, you know, his socks on or whatever, Suggs will come over and he'll start nibbling on the end and start pulling it and pulling it until the whole sock comes off. And then he just, like, goes running around the room in circles with this sock because he thinks he knows he's been naughty and he knows, you know, it's not for him, really. He should be playing with his toys. But he just is obsessed with socks. I don't know what it is, Han. But do you find it adorable? So when he takes a sock away, he runs away with it. He puts holes in it. You know, he chews it. He buries it. Whatever. And do you still go, oh, but God, he's so clever when he does it. Like I do with Bryn when he brings the charcoal in or the pigeon carcass. And he just sits there and he does this little head side tilt and looks at oh. you. And you think, yeah, you clever boy. Yeah, you clever little boy. Stop bringing that in. But oh my God, you look amazing when you do it. Thank you. I, I actually bought him some some toys on the weekend and it lasted a day. Absolute rubbish. And it was actually my husband. We went into a shop and he went, oh, there's a dog section. And of course, he's completely ambivalent about the puppy. Brackets. I lied. And uh, we ended up buying three towels and one of them has got dash hands on it. Um, again, he picked that. We hadn't even got a dash hand. Then he saw this Mac. And he thought, oh, look at look at that. And he's pointing to it like I'm supposed to go, yeah. And he's going, look at that, look at that, look at that for the boy. Uh, and we nearly came away with a Mac. We didn't, though, in the end, because he actually said the words to me, it's summer now and he'll be bigger by winter, so maybe we should come back, right? So accessories, we're thinking of buying accessories. And he bought this thing that looks like a giraffe, with no legs, mine. It was a bit of a wonky giraffe. It wouldn't have made a Disney film, i got to be honest, Kat. And that lasted, that lasted a day. And then the innards were all over the floor by the end of it. They're just destructible, aren't they? Our niece turned up with some toy, which was like a ball on some string thing. And it had a suction cap. So you're meant to like put that on the tiles or whatever. And then, of course, you can like bat the ball around like swing ball. She'd only been in the house five minutes and he chewed that bottom suction cap totally off. And then he's just running around with the ball in his mouth like a, a normal ball. So, yeah, toys, eh? I think give them a toilet roll or a plastic milk bottle empty obviously and you'll have hours of fun with that what a toilet roll in you a fancy new house you're just gonna say right chris go upstairs i'm fed up of him with these toys just go upstairs and get me a toilet roll thank you very much it's like that's not gonna happen is it let's be honest i think what i meant to say was toilet roll holder you know the, the round the round bit not the actual tissue oh okay so really you're gonna give him half the fun nice one car some peppy parent you are Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, brought to you by Pucha Mutt, the health food company for dogs.
On each episode of Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, we are joined by guests from the stage, screen and ordinary walkies of life. Today we welcome Rob and David Nicholson to the podcast. Now Rob and Dave can usually be found on Cannon Hall Farm in Yorkshire up to their necks in, well, you, you know what. They look after over a thousand animals, including sheep, goats, pigs, cows, llamas, alpacas and Shetland ponies. Karen, I don't know if you know this, but I used to have a Shetland pony and its name was Shorty. You may have also seen Rob and Dave on your television screens appearing on Channel 5's On The Farm series. Not content with the long hours of being farmers and stars of a new TV series, the brothers have also published a new book, Living Our Best Lives. They've certainly got a lot on their plate and a lot to talk about. Here's what happened when they joined me and Han on the dog pod. First off, congratulations you pair, Sunday Times best-selling authors now with your first book, Living Our Best Lives, even higher than Mrs. Hinch's new one at one point, which proves to me what I've always known and what Karen has always said, which is people prefer animals to dusting. But what I really want to know is, I mean, where did you find the time? I mean, you've got sheep to shear, hay to make, TV shows to get out, Facebook lives to do. So how did you actually find the time to do a book, fellas? We, we just really maximised every moment in the day. You know, if, if we weren't lambing or, or going off filming, then we were, uh, we were, you know, recording interviews for the, for the book. And, um, yeah, we, we just made, made the most of every minute, really. So was it like a kitchen table book or did you, did you do it in a certain place? I mean, when you say that you, that you milked every, milked, no pun, milked every minute, what, what was the process of writing the book every day? Well, I think sometimes we're travelling up the motorway to, um, to, to, to do some filming and uh, that was the ideal opportunity to have a chat with the, the writer so uh, you know we, we we she asked us several stories about our, our childhood growing up about the farm animals and we just you know filled in the blanks and, uh, uh, and and plus she came down to meet the family and she did a lot of interviews uh, you know with us at the farm it, it was really easy to write really it was just it just felt like you were chatting to a friend uh, recounting yeah. stories of growing up, I think there's there's a there's a lot at the moment about how things used to be. You know, when when we were little, we could go down and play in the stream, and we could do all that, and that's just how it was for us. You know, the the Yorkshire Shepherdess, you, you know, is hugely popular because her children have uh, they're almost semi wild, aren't they? And uh, and that's how we were lucky enough to grow up. And I think people connect with that, and the uh, you, you know, it reminds them of um, of better times. You know, good times, definitely. Absolutely. I was going to say one of the things about the book is the fact that you talk about ferret legging championship. What is that exactly? Uh, Rich uh, added that because there's there's three of us. You know, Richard uh, is my oldest brother. Uh, Rob's in the middle. I'm the youngest. Uh, ferret legging was a, is a bit of a pastime. Well, was in Barnsley, if you like. We had the contest, and you weren't allowed. You couldn't have your own ferret. No, you. you? It had to be a foreign ferret. You had to tie your trousers at the bottom. Uh, the world ferret legging <laughs> champion was was actually a family friend. As we were growing up, he was yeah. like an idol to us. You know, we, we we saw him as the bravest man around. His trousers were covered in blood when he was competing. Uh, he had a television crew from Germany came to film him. You know, it was it was a big thing in Barnsley at the time. But you look back now and think, oh, I, you know, that was uh, <laughs> that was definitely a dangerous sport. I, I think my uncle Laurie actually sponsored him, Rob. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, years ago, right, I wrote a book 
but be- before I did it, I, I, I kind of came up with a line. Do you know that sometimes you have dreams of being something when you grow up, you know? And I thought, oh, I know, I'm going to be a writer. And, and the line that I had years before I had the publishing deal was, she had the crunchiest Kit Kats in the indoor market. Right, which it doesn't make any sense to anybody, right? But I kind of thought that yours may have been, would you like to stroke a baby chicken for 2p? Yeah. Which which I think is your line, Dave. Well, it, What's it that was, about? but Rob set me up for it. Uh, ah, basically, yeah, yeah. Rob was the banker. He held all the cash. Uh, I had the little chick, and if we saw some visitors to the country park, I used to run over and say, would you like to have a look at a chick? For uh, yeah, you know, chick. Well, stroke a chick for yeah. five p. No, two p. It was two p. Yeah. I was young at the time. It I was, was only about four. It depends what we thought we could get, but it was anything between half a p and two p. Yeah. They were really generous, and we got five p ones. Yeah, we used to, we used to find eggs in the barn. We didn't know how old they were, and we'd we'd pitch a little stall up next to a lawn where people were walking past, and we'd sell them um, with yeah. <laughs> without any idea as to whether I, they were. I hope they didn't explode. Yeah, and those type of stories would make the book. As, you know, they all come back to you on your trips up the motorway, things like that from years ago. You're, you're stroking chickens for 2p. Well, exactly that. You know, we, we were just, you know, the, Nicole, the um, the writer, she she would ask us questions and all of a sudden you found yourself remembering something and then you got into the story and you enjoyed telling it. Yeah. And uh, there were loads of loads of instances like that. So can I just say I never saw that 2p? <laughs> ah, <laughs> right. Okay. I kept that. I owe you. Yeah, 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 I bet. <laughs> but I, I had the crunchiest Kit Kats around. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the crunchiest Kit Kats in the indoor market. Oh, and you have to say it with a sexy Welsh voice, obviously. Yeah. I fail on that one. The crunchiest Kit Kats in the indoor market. Yeah, and we had the freshest eggs in Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like to me that you have a real laugh together. I mean, but what's it like being business partners as well as brothers and, of course, TV stars on Channel 5's This Week on the Farm? Have you always been close? Have you always got on really well? Well, I don't know about TV stars, but we we do get on well. And and I don't know about business partners because it's it's almost become the farm and the business have now become our life's work really. So it's about doing right for the business, doing right for the family, helping the place become the best it can possibly be. You know, we we if something needs building or doing or doing up or a wall needs fixing, we want to do it right. We want to do it to last. You know, we we've moved on from. You know, we're not in it to sort of make money. We're in it to um, to be the best that Cannon Old Farm can be. That's sort of the way I look at it anyway. Yeah, we, we want to be the best in the country, don't we? Mm. You know, everything we do, we build it to last. You know, we build it to all oh, for the last of a lifetime. Uh, but as we found, as we were doing the farm up over the 30-odd years we've been doing it, sometimes it just wasn't big enough. You know, you build a block of toilets, it wasn't big enough, so you had to double the size because you were getting twice the number of people in. Uh, and it's all about the customer experience now. I'd I'd rather, you know... Not, I'd rather everyone had a, a good day out and, and, and remember it for the rest of their lives than actually make a good profit. You know, I, I, we're in it for the right reasons. We, we, we feel as though we're farming precious family memories now. And that's the, uh, you know, that's if someone can come here and have a really good day and then talk about it on social media, then everything, everything comes right in the end. If you get a good reputation, then, then good things come your way, I think. And that's, that's the way we tend to look at it. Because people want to come back, won't they? That, that's the thing. That, that the best kind of service is one that you have that people just want to return back to. And you can't buy that, can you, that kind of loyalty? Well, we, we've had so much 
pleasure from the fact that we've entertained people through this lockdown period and we've heard so many emotional stories and, and people have lost people and they've been through hardship and awful times and we're so grateful that we've managed to stay safe and healthy um that we that we've had so much back from that you know that we've helped people that um you know, it's it's become more important than anything that that we connect well with our visitors and supporters, and we've got we've got a community of people across the world who care for Cannon Hall Farm, and, uh, and you know we're going to do our best for them. You know, we we want them to be entertained and uh, and pleased with what we do. And one day they, they will visit us, yeah. you know, and uh, hopefully we'll be here to say hello to them when they do. Mm. You know, because there's a lot of people that you, you can see because they've got the. Awake t-shirts on, you know, they've, they've supported us through lockdown by yeah. buying an odd t-shirt or even a bottle of gin. You know, it's been uh, it's been a you know a real interesting year. It's been quite tough because we've worked a lot of it. You know, I've got to say, uh, but you know, hopefully people have appreciated what you, what well Rob's done with his Facebook lives and uh, and everything else. Thirty-one episodes of uh, thirty-one one-hour episodes of TV in twelve months, which I worked it out. It's, it's about 250 days filming, and um, and we've been, but it's kept us it's kept us entertained. Yeah. We've made new friends as a result of it, and you know we've 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 built a whole new community with with the film film crews and uh, and stuff, haven't we? We've we've, yeah. we've enjoyed it, so it's been it's been good for everyone, I think. Hey, Karen, have you ever been hungry? Hungry? What do you mean by hungry? You know, when you're so hungry, you become a little bit tired and teasy or a little bit hungry. Well, I do love my food, so I suppose I have, Han, actually. But it's because, isn't it, sometimes you just need good mood food, which has got to be the same for dogs. Our podcast pals, Pucha Mutt, have created an enhanced series of natural meals, treats and saps. They use hypoallergenic recipes that are approved by vets to give you peace of mind that you're doing right by them at mealtimes and those special times in between. The recipes, car are also tailored by age. It sounds like our dogs are being better fed than us, to be honest with you. My puppy Suggs can sometimes feel anxious. Is there anything they've got that can help him? Yeah, the Calm and Relax range, which is their best seller, and dog owners rave about it. It's been formulated for dogs like your boy, who can be a little bit anxious. Amazing. Where can I find out more about Pooch and Mutt? Visit them at poochandmutt.co.uk. And for our podcast pals, there's a 25% discount across the website. All you've got to do is insert the code podcast pooch and mutt the health food company for dogs you obviously used to work with lots of different types of animals in your job but tell us how dogs fit into your lives then and a little bit more about dogs over the years well i've, I've been lucky enough to uh, to to always have dogs i got my first spaniel of my own at 16 and i've and i've had I've had dogs ever since. I, I moved on to add another spaniel, then I went on to Labradors. I've recently got a sheep dog. I've had a border terrier. Border terrier got um, bowel cancer, so it's now on chemotherapy. And it's just, you know, they just become like your, your family, family, don't they? And, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you've got to do right by them. And, um, and yeah, it's dogs are very much part of, of my life, without a doubt. Now, I used to have a sheep dog. And um, he was called Max or Maximu, I love you, you know, because you've got to have a rhyme, haven't you, when you name a dog. Um, so, um, and he used to round up 
ducks and chickens because it's kind of ingrained. We didn't have many Castle McMorrits in the valleys, to be honest. So literally, he would default to ducks and chickens that my father had up the back. I love the fact, Rob, that you uh, you call Pip your your stylish bitch, and you say yeah. it with love, you know. So I'm just wondering about what ki- what kind of personality has Pip got, and how is she fitting into to, to life on Cannon Hall Farm? Well, she's she's quite willful, you know. She likes her own way. She she likes to walk a little bit in front. But I, I try not to sweat the small stuff, really. You know, a, a sheepdog is is a an, an animal that lives on instinct. If you if you're too hard on it, um, you'll take the the natural instinct away from it. So if she wants to walk a bit in front, that's not a big problem. Um, she, she as soon as she sees a sheep, she she goes low, she crouches, uh, she wants to round them up. The big problem you get with a sheepdog. We went somewhere filming last summer, and they had one that was trying to round up swallows in the sky. Yeah. And it just went round and round the field. Yeah. yeah. Trying to round up these swallows and it were never going to get them. And they got to know and they came down <laughs> swooping it, yeah. swooping low around it. And that's a dog that you just can't train because it's obviously the, the thing that it wants to, to, to round up is out of its reach. But, uh, but ducks and geese are perfect for training sheepdogs. Can I just know? say, what happens to that dog in winter? Yeah, when they all go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It needs to go uh, to Africa. <laughs> get, pack up a suitcase. But, I mean, yeah. how do you even go about training a sheepdog? When, when we had um, our dog, Maxi move from a, a working farm, we literally went through that thing of going, come by, away. Not a clue what those terms meant, to be perfectly honest with you, but we saw it on one man and his dog. So we would just spend hours just doing it. And, he, you know, he wasn't a proper sheepdog i suppose he, he was a family pet really so there's there's a difference i guess between having a family pet and a, and a working dog so pip is very much a working dog as opposed to a family pet yeah i was lucky that she was you know a good half train before i got her you know we, we got her from emigrate mm. she's a, a renowned breeder i think she she won did she win one minute she, she certainly held the record for the most expensive sheepdog ever sold mm. uh, pip Ooh. was not you know she's not a ferrari She's 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 a you know middle of the road road hatchback, but she's she is stylish. She looks great. You know she's not going to win one man and his dog, but I don't need that. But she's going to be a good companion for me and a good help with the sheep. She's so. really friendly as well. Yeah, she, that's the best thing about you her. know she she'll yeah. come up to anyone. There's there's no yeah. nastiness in her at all. No. Uh, you know she's she's a proper lovely dog. I could I could let her go and greet any child that came around the farm. No, and I'd have absolute confidence she would do him no harm. So that's worth a lot. Yeah, does she do that though? Do, do you let her off the lead, and does she does she roam about the farm like on open days and that kind of thing? You've, when when I'm walking about the site, if people are, are happy to to greet her, I can let her off with confidence, and and people do know her and, and they do love her. Um, as for come by in a way, she understands those commands. Lie down is good. Um, I've, I've developed one of my own. Steady means just just bring them on nice and steady, and and it's about doing what works for you you know i've not i've not sort of eaten the manual of sheepdog training but i know the rudimentaries and and i can go into a field round them up i can move them from right to left i can walk them into a pen with a help and it all works really nicely so um so yeah i'm 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 proud of her brilliant so you love dogs so much that you've now opened a cafe for them called lucky pup cafe so if i brought my lovely puppy who's a spaniel by the way called sugs along what's that what would you recommend that he has dog ice cream <laughs> yeah that's always a popular yeah, one on a sunny yeah. day uh well we've got we've got lots of treats in there you just have to look and see what your dog prefers he eats anything and everything 
exactly. Then, then it, yeah, there's plenty for him. But we've uh, tripled the size of the dog cafe. We're just doing it at the moment. Uh, it seemed a good time to to do the transition. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to welcome a lot of dogs in the future. Yeah, we, we, we'll be able to see 200 people uh, and the dogs. We've, we've had a new polished concrete floor put down. We're having uh, photos of all our old dogs all around the uh, the edge of the building. You know, we're, we're wanting to make it like um, an Instagram photo sort of place. You know, somewhere, a lot of people now, the dogs are the children. They want to take them for a day out. They want to take them somewhere nice. And we want to make sure we tick all those boxes and, um, you, you know, give it somewhere that they not only bring children, but bring the dog as well and uh, and make special memories. When you were growing up then, what kind of dogs did you, you, you did touch on it earlier, but what were they called, your dogs? And what were they like? You said you had your first one about 16, your very, very own one? Well, when we were growing up, we had Rip, we had Scamp, we had Bob, we had Bruce, we had Kim, we had... Old, don't forget Sam. Sam, the old dog who walked in. Yeah. This old stray dog walked into the yard and me and my dad got it in the car and he was going to take it to the pound and take it back. And he says it just put its head on his knee and just, looked just as we were getting there. Yeah. And he turned straight round and brought it back and we kept it. So and he would never he said he didn't he wasn't that fond of that dog. Yeah. But I think he was secret. Well he must have been to, yeah. to turn round. And, and he was he was it was an and he looked old when he walked into the farmyard yeah. and we had him about Oh, a good eight years, I'd say. Yeah, we did. You know, so so that's, we we, we just for you. we just had loads of dogs from, and one used to, you know Scamp used to fight with Bob a bit, and they were always a bit yeah. tetchy, weren't they? But they were all characters. Yeah, Bob was a, a good sheep dog. That was he was he was a, a no, good sort. Chet was the good sheep dog. Oh, was Bob, Bob a bit dead? Bob was not a good sheep. Dog. Uh, well, I was again. I was young at the time. <laughs> I, only, I must have remembered his one good retrieve. You know. Then we had Lassie. Then we had Flossie. Yeah. Um. And then yeah. we had Rip 2. And then we had, uh, what were my grandma's dog called? Rebel. Rebel. Rebel was a sheep dog, but it, it started trying to chase sheep for all the wrong reasons. So they had to go <laughs> to my grandma's to have a non-sheep home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've, enjoyed, we've enjoyed the company. But Flossie, uh, that was the lucky pup. Yeah. Because that, that was the, where the, what the restaurant name came from, because she was born at the day after. She was born two, well, 40, 40 odd hours after yeah. the last of the other pups, um, and she still survived. So we called her the Lucky Pup. We named the the dog cafe after the Lucky Duck, Lucky Pup Dog Cafe, um, and then it's a, a nice picture of her in there. I are new puppy parents and we wondered if you've got any good tips on training dogs either pets at home or working dogs i think you've got to be really consistent with them you've got to give them loads of affection you've got to remember that they're your pal they're a lifelong pal uh, and they respond better if they think a lot of you um but but equally you've got to nip nip bad habits in the bud um you, you know tough love it's just like parenting really you know and you don't need to be rough, you don't need to be mean, but you do need to be firm, consistent and show them loads of love. Lots of cuddles. Do you need cheese? Sorry, Karen, I don't care about cuddles. Everyone tells me that the one thing that you need is one word, cheese. I don't train with treats. Some people do. <gasps> um, oh. It's just not something, not something that maybe I'm doing it wrong. 
But uh, raw talent. Well, I just, I just, I just think that um, I, I just try and be really consistent and and really praise him when something goes well. So uh, that's that's my style. And whilst they're not perfect, they're all they're all all right. So the closest thing, right, like Karen over there is ever going to get to mucking out in the farm is wearing a pair of dirty wellies under a sparkly dress. So, you know, you might as well see her now on this, right? I know you've got a little bit of visual, but she's got them on, dressed for the part. So she's going to present this little bit now, right, which is called Posh Paul's Corner. So she's dressed for it. Now, it's a quick fire round to see what kind of dog dads you pair up, but I only need one volunteer. So who's it going to be then, Dave or Rob? To take these quick fire questions. Oh, Rob, if it's about dogs. Go on, who's going to go on the spot? Go on, I'll do it. Rob's going to do Rob? it. Rob? Yeah. Right. First thing that comes into your mind now, Rob, right? Karen's going to fire him at you. Okay, are you ready? Let's yep. go. So, collar or harness? Collar. Crate or couch? I don't need a crate, so. Couch, definitely couch. Yeah, our dogs sit on the couch. Yeah. Mountain walk or beach stroll? Uh, definitely a beach stroll. Love going to the seaside. On the bed or banned from upstairs? Um, upstairs, but on a bed next to our bed. Designated areas or run of the farmhouse? Run of the house. Puppy classes or YouTube videos? Neither. Just read a book originally. Same here. Same here. <gasps> Cats or dogs? Dogs every day. Cows or sheep? Sheep. Ferrets or pigs? Pigs. Oh, ek. Or happy days. Definitely awake. And you've got to complete this sentence. My dog Pip is a faithful friend. Oh, oh! I just I think I just had a little tear. <laughs> Beautiful. I should have said the best. <laughs> the best. My dog Pip is a faithful friend. Is the best and yeah. doesn't eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for today. Um, I know we were supposed to have met, met to talk last week, but apparently you had, and I quote, an animal emergency. So I don't, I dread to think what that was last week, but um, better late than never. Well, thank you very much. Nice to talk to you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Fetch, chase, eat, sleep, repeat. Brought to you by Pooch and Mutt, the health food company for dogs. another fab chat on fetch chase eat sleep repeat don't forget to check out rob and dave nicholson's new book living our best lives released now thanks for listening and we will be back next week with more tales from the puppy parenting frontline fetch chase eat sleep repeat is a team dogs podcast and a laudable production presented by me karen price and me hannah jones it was produced by daniel j mclaughlin it is available on all major podcasting platforms including spotify and apple Ooh,